0: you're listening to the grapes and gorak podcast powered by
1: overtime media welcome back episode 75 of the grapes and gorak show i'm grapes i'm gorak uh it is sunday evening the week after the draft or weekend of the, the draft,
0: day after the last last rounds.
1: Um, I'm sorry, I screwed up my Skype screen real quick,
0: so I can't really see Darren. <laughs> um, Get it together, Ryan. We're five weeks into the quarantine. Come on, you, you should be a pro with this by now. I know
1: it's the first time I screwed it up. My bad. There it is. Bam. Um, we had a nice
0: Zoom draft. You know, we had you on the on the Zoom with a couple other guys, and you know, got to experience it that way. That was that was interesting.
1: Yeah, that was fun. Um. What, uh, I mean, it's if you pay for Zoom, like for future use, it's not a bad way. If you've got, you know, a bunch of friends from college and shit you want to watch games with, worked out yeah, pretty it was well. solid. Um, and then, uh, or just for, you know, it's normal use, but, uh, they're not one of our advertisers, so we're not going to talk too much about them. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the draft, though. Uh, first round, yeah. I mean, it, it uh, was, it was a fun one. It was, it was a when you get two
0: first-round picks, I feel like it's going to be a good one. And, you know, we end up with 15 freaking players from a draft class. So, you know, yeah. this will be – we're going to go pick by pick through each player and kind of talk about, you know, what we thought of them and how they're going to fit with the team. But, you know, with 15 guys, it's going to be a – It's going
1: to be a doozy. Uh, but, yeah, we'll uh, – so we'll let's just get to I right, 15. Let's just go to 15 here real quick because – Broncos are on the clock, and Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb are still on the board. Yep. So, now you're thinking, all right, if Denver doesn't take one, now we got to seriously start thinking up, trading up with Atlanta. Actually, whether Denver takes one or not, because either Judy or Lamb are going to fall further than than
0: expected. I mean, honestly, if Denver doesn't take one, I – have it sort of thought that maybe one could even fall to us because i didn't really think dallas would take a receiver like because if you look behind them the falcons probably not dallas i mean they did but it wasn't like an obvious need miami i guess miami possibly could have because who did they take before that they took tua yeah and they end up taking they probably would have taken one i that once those two were the only two left that were kind of in our top tier it was like oh i wouldn't mind trading up and going to get them
1: Yep.
0: but instead we stayed put and we got justin jefferson yeah, uh, Jalen Rager goes right in front yeah. of Jeff Justin Jefferson. Everyone thought that Justin Jefferson to the Eagles was like a damn lock. Yeah. Like yeah, I remember PA on that day or even the day before was just like, Justin Jefferson's gonna go, Eagles, you know, get ready for that one. So we'll probably and then who your guy, I think, going in was Rager. That was yeah. kind of your favorite. Well, to me it was like and I think we both agree on this, there was a clear top tier, the three Lamb, Judy Rugs, And then the rest of them like I feel like every day I was flipping who was my favorite. Like for the longest time it was Justin Jefferson. And then I was like, god, is he a deep en- like a good enough deep threat? Maybe I want like I think that's when you kind of went towards the ragger, and there was IU, and there's T Higgins like to me it was like pick your favorite one of the group.
1: Yep, yeah, you know? yeah, pick your poison cuz yeah, that that second or third second and third tier it's just like it didn't matter who which where you had them. Like that they fit in that second, third tier, you know. Like, yeah, like they're, it's a... they're all, they were all pretty good. If the top three weren't there or any other year, the second tier might be a tier one. Like Rager might have
0: been like a tier one receiver in other drafts. Yeah, who was the receivers in last year's drafts or like last year's just last year's? What was it? Uh, last year's draft
1: for rookie wide receivers: Nikhil Harry
0: and Hollywood Brown. Yeah, those were the two as far as first rounders. I would say that. Justin Jefferson would have been above both of them.
1: Yeah, I think Jeff and Rager, uh, Rager and Hollywood Brown, I think would probably be like
0: two similar, three. yeah, because they're kind of similar players. They're like deep threats. They're you know burner type. I mean, it would have uh, been
1: like, do you want a guy who can catch in traffic at, with Rager or a guy who's just straight line speed in Hollywood Brown?
0: Yeah. Uh, so should we talk a little about Justin Jefferson, who we ended up taking with the pick that we sent, or they sent us for Stephon Diggs?
1: Yeah. Um, so Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU, ran a four four seven forty in Indianapolis, at the which combine. I think was
0: actually a little faster than people expected. I think yeah. people thought he would be more in the four fives.
1: Yeah, I think people thought he was more like low five or low four five, like four five three, uh, which is kind of where I thought he would sit. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Which kind of shows. Uh like explosiveness in the forty yard dash as well, especially with a guy like him who
0: you didn't think would run as fast. I mean his all of his drills are were on the like plus side. Like I'm looking at the little like I have a, a spreadsheet here where it kinda like tells you who had good drills and bad drills, and he's like green across the board. So clearly super athletic. And then to run four four what did he run? What was it? Four four seven? I have four four three down. Oh, so even okay. faster, apparently. Yeah. Um, and he has the. I was looking at PFF, and he is 92% contested catch rate, which I don't, the only one even close to him. You have T. Higgins and CeeDee Lamb. Like the rest, everyone else is like not even close. So
1: strong hands. Uh, can obviously take a hit and shit while he uh while he's catching yeah. the ball off that. Uh, good. I mean, perfect for our offense over the middle,
0: um, sideline. He, he. like, I mean, his big thing this season was, like, he just killed it in the slot, which is kind of why, like, towards the end I was like, God, do we, like, is he a pure slot? Can he play outside? And I've read, like, he can play outside. He actually kind of reminds me of Thielen and Diggs, where they're kind of, like, they're not super tall, and they're not, like, but they can go inside, outside. They kind of can just do whatever. And they're they're both pretty good deep threats, but they're not just, like, pure deep threats. Like, Thielen catches, like, deep passes. Diggs catches deep passes, but they're not, I don't know if that's, like, their main, like, trait he just seems like he fits in the same group of that
1: yeah and uh which which will be exciting for vikings fans because they uh you know they'll see those similarities once jefferson takes the field between him and Diggs, um which is either going to excite people or disappoint people depending on how he turns out but it sounds like uh gary kubiak big fan of him they sounded like they were potentially thinking about trading up to get him
0: yeah which makes to which makes me think they had him as their fourth receiver. Like they didn't have Rager ahead of him. My guess is they thought Philly was going to take Justin Jefferson, couldn't get a deal together to get ahead of Philly, and then Philly took Rager, and they're like, "Oh, well, that's nice. That worked yep. out well for us."
1: Um, Would we'll be what. But yeah, I mean, hearing uh, hearing that Kubiak really liked Justin Jefferson made, made, makes me think that he's got a plan, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if it is. To put him in that digs role, or I, I don't know. I'm just excited to see what what the Vikings do with the first round receiver.
0: And value wise, I feel like it was a great pick. Like I don't feel like it was a reach. I don't feel like you know what I mean. Like it made sense at 22. So if we're just talking pure like draft boards, that's about the area he should have yeah, gone.
1: Yeah, I think he probably would have ended up on like you know our our Vikings draft boards. He probably ends up in like the top 15,
0: maybe. Yeah, if I look at my, like, most recent one, where is my big board? I hadn't updated it in a while, so I don't know if it's actually, like, super accurate, but he was Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he was in, like, the 20... 21. So, what, one spot yeah. ahead of where we picked? So, yeah, 21, right, right after Jeff Gladney.
1: Oh, look at that. And uh, I guess, you know, that's the perfect transition into our second first-round pick. Uh, so,
0: yeah, it went, what we took, Justin Jefferson, and then right behind us was the Chargers ended up right behind us in a trade-up with New England. Yeah. And they took Kenneth Murray, and then the next pick behind us was the Saints, who took Cesar Ruiz, and then we're on the clock, 25.
1: 25. So both
0: those both those players we had no interest in. I mean, Cesar Ruiz and Kenneth Murray, I seriously doubt that was anywhere on our radar
1: yeah, I like I I like Cesar Ruiz, but yeah, like just with how the board was, he and I'm sure Viking like, the same way. He was not. I mean, honestly, obviously with you, he's not in my top five? He probably isn't even in my like top ten of players that I wanted at that point.
0: Yeah, honestly, that the both those look like reaches to me. Patrick Queen is still on the board, and they take Murray, and then uh, like, trade. I up didn't th- to take Murray. Yeah, and Ruiz to me seemed like more of a second round, early second round. Like it's not terrible, but.
1: Apparently, Is Sean Payton not happy with Larry Warford, though. So,
0: Well, I don't know, Ryan. Did you catch uh, the divisional game or the wild card game against the Vikings and why we basically destroyed them? You know, when we put Griffin and Hunter inside and just destroyed them up the middle? Oh, you know? yeah. It's probably yeah. like he's like, yeah, okay, we got to we gotta make some changes here. This isn't going to work for us. Uh, so the, we're on the clock at 25, and we trade out. Pull a, pull a Spielman. Get out of there. We don't need to be there. What did we move back to then, 20, 31 with the 31 49ers? 31 with
1: the Niners, which was very interesting because the Niners entered the day with, like, four picks, one in the first and not again until the fifth. They moved back one spot with the Bucs and recouped uh
0: what was that, a third and a fifth? Yeah, they. I don't, I'm not sure. That, that seems expensive. And then because the I think spot. they
1: Because I think they sent us that third. Right, one No, we get
0: we get a four and a five from oh, San Fran. Oh, it's four.
1: So they got a one, a one four and five from the box to move up one spot.
0: And then they end up giving that got, basically back to us.
1: Yeah, to move up six spots.
0: Yeah. So and who did you want at twenty five? Say we were sitting on the board at twenty five. Um, Antoine Winfield was the guy who I wanted. Yeah, I think we were texting that we wanted Winfield a lot, like both of us, but. Little maybe a little Homerish, you know, maybe a little Minnesota golfer, but the guy's gonna be a yeah. fucking playmaker, and I would have liked him.
1: Yep. So that brings you back. Let me pull up. I wanna I'm going through our text here real quick. It's
0: yeah. We we tried to shoot each other some texts of who we would want as the board was falling to us, and uh, I don't even know who. who well, the are, worst uh, thing is, is we were texting a lot. Yeah, so we <laughs> didn't keep those like in a separate. Uh, Separate group. But, yeah, I've tried to get, get that pulled up. But after we trade down from 25 to 31, the players that went in between are Brandon Ayuk, who I don't think we had any interest in because we just took Justin Jefferson. Jordan Love to the Packers. Don't think we had interest in him. Jordan Brooks, who I didn't even know was a first-round talent. So, no interest in him. Patrick Queen, who sweet player. But, again, there's no way the Vikings are taking a linebacker in the first round. Then it was Isaiah Wilson, the big right tackle. Uh, Georgia who I, don't, I didn't feel was a very much a scheme fit for us. You don't know if he's athletic enough. And then Miami, which was right in front of our pick, picked uh, Noah I, the Auburn corner, yep. who was, I, I don't know about you, but on my board he was like, I don't know, the seventh or sixth corner and was a second-round guy. So yeah, a, to me, there's no one that went between 25 and 31 that I had any interest in. So to gain a fourth and a fifth to move back right there, like – there's a lot of people bitching about trading down too much, but if you're able to get two mid-round picks and still get the guy – and they even said – I mean, again, you could lie, but they said they, if they would not be able to trade down, they would have taken Jeff Gladney at 25. So okay. – And well, I don't remember
1: – You got your guy and you recouped a fourth and a fifth. like what, Ridiculous. Yeah. Why, and so why wouldn't you? I mean, because like you said, you just went through, got players uh, who went in between those two picks and – Again,
0: they probably had zero interest in any of them. And and the thing that people like, I don't. I think a lot of people get fixated on like one player, like oh, this is the one guy I want. But like the Vikings board probably has six or seven guys that they like in this range, and they're going okay. If someone takes Gladney, we'll take Jalen Johnson, or we'll take uh, Christian Christian Fulton, Fulton. or we'll take well, you know, there's there's a handful of guys, and maybe we'll go away from corner. Maybe we'll take you know uh, Ross Blacklock, or we'll take you know whatever it is. Antoine Winfield. But one of them will still be there. So give me a fourth and a fifth, and let's just take they are the same tier of player. And instead, it looks like they got the guy they would have taken anyways. So Yeah,
1: we – we uh um I, I found those texts. So, okay, we'll, so we both had Winfield number one. Um, Damn so we'll right, we did. Get, we'll, we'll, we'll just get rid of that. So minus the homer, number one, you had uh, Jeff Gladney.
0: Oh, heard of him. Pretty sure we took him. Jeff Gladney, quality player. and
1: and then you had Christian
0: Fulton. Okay, he lasted a lot longer than I expected, by the way. Yeah. So did Josh Jones, Jones.
1: Jalen Johnson. Okay. And I, I had Christian Fulton, Jeff Gladney, Josh Jones, Ezra Cleveland.
0: The one fun thing about if we'd have taken Fulton LSU back to back, but I think like it's kind of funny because now looking at it now, I mean Christian Fulton fell to the end of the second. So do you feel like maybe there was something we didn't know—an injury red flag, a character red flag, like talent-wise pre-draft? Everyone said you know top twenty-five, definitely a first rounder. Like, so I don't know, interesting. But we both I, had I, Gladney. Yeah, okay, go ahead. No, yeah,
1: we both had we had, we both had Gladney up there. But uh, I I, uh, I I started reading a lot of things where people were starting to kind of pick pick Fulton's game apart. Um, okay, because like. They had Derek Stingley Jr. on the other side, who was a true freshman, and,
0: like, he's the best. Outplayed him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, Like, ridiculous. From what I've read, I've read a few things on that, too. And, Uh, like,
1: so, yeah, so they, you know, uh, you got to see, like, number one receivers on Christian Fulton. Like, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, all those guys in the SEC. T. Higgins in the national title game. So you kind of got to see NFL talent against him. And then you were able to kind of pick his game apart a little more. And I think that's kind of why he fell, because of tape like that.
0: Um, I mean, like, he still kind of went right. It just took a little longer, because the only people that went after him corner-wise was Trayvon Diggs and Jalen Johnson, who, they're all kind of like, again, it's like that's this, that tier of corner right there. So it just took longer for someone to pull the trigger on a corner. Not, But, uh Jeff Gladney, where did he rank corner wise for you? Because he was my number two corner. It was G- uh, Jeffrey Okuda he, and Jeff Gladney. He was number four. Four, he was number okay. Four for me. I
1: I had Fulton number three.
0: And then you had C.J. Henderson number two, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff Gladney, we took him um, uh, TCU corner. You got any thoughts on uh, his game?
1: Oh, I uh, I absolutely love Jeff Gladney's game. He's uh He's a bit undersized, like he's like five eleven. So when I think like Zimmer corner, I think like long, lanky, um, like Cam Dantzler. Yeah, like like Cam Dantzler or or Xavier Rhodes, uh, Trey Wayne's.
0: You know, guys. I like feel that. like that's changed a little with Zim. I feel like well, once the Hughes pick came in, it's like okay, is he willing to just gonna mix it up?
1: Get to get to that. I don't think it's about. Length anymore. I think it's about like being scrappy and like that junkyard dog mentality. Like get up in his face, be like uh, uh what's the uh, be like a flea. Uh, just yeah, yeah.
0: Be like just a keep t- you know, just,
1: him. Yeah, exactly. You know, or a mosquito, whatever. Like just just keep picking at him. Just be annoying. Do not let him get the football. And like just give him a tough time all day. You know, if he gets five catches for forty yards, fine. But it, you know, like, be with them. And mm-hmm. Mike Hughes, same thing. Like, you watched his tape coming out of college. He was the same thing. He's a bit undersized. But he was always just picking at people. You know, he's very handsy. Um, he's quick, athletic. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Gladney and Mike Hughes. So, oh, I I really like the pick. Um, we had to get a corner,
0: I, I feel like, on round one. Like, that was, like, the one thing. It's like, can we really come out of here without a corner? Um, if I quick read the uh, NFL.com... Couple lines on him. He's a press cover irritant, just like, just like you were kind of saying, you know, who plays extremely competitive brand of football from snap to whistle, has the twitch and route anticipation to stay close, possesses the ball skills to contest a good percentage of throws. So just like, and he's slender, so they're saying like he might play inside outside, but I would I read he's a really good, like even press corner. So when we get to like dance, if he's good enough where he could start, like if you could put these two on the outside and have Hughes in the middle, when we go to sub package. I think Hughes could be like an elite nickel with the, you know those fluid hips. Yeah. So I think they'll but try that, to put Gladney on the outside.
1: I, I think so too. But even if uh, if it's Dantzler, Gladney, and then Gladney slides inside as a nickel, um, just it's going to make you feel good because you're, he's a good tackler and you're going to think of uh, Antoine Winfield.
0: Well, that's the thing too. Yeah, great tackler from like what I saw. One of the better tackling corners in the draft. Definitely not afraid of contact. Yeah, and you know, we
1: talk about like length and height with Mike Zimmer, but he, uh, big uh, Terrence
0: Newman guy. Yeah.
1: Terrence, Terrence Newman kind of, uh, Jeff Gladney's game is kind of like a young Terrence Newman as well, though.
0: Without like that elite speed. Terrence Newman yeah, obviously had like, yeah. that ridiculous, yeah. like.
1: Didn't Newman run like a 4.37 come out, yeah, out of Yeah, he was
0: a, I mean, he, the guy was 40 something and he was still like faster than half our secondary, so.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Jeff Gladney, I don't know if you want to, you know, do we, Grade each pick. I don't know, but both these picks I feel like. I feel like the Gladney pick to me is even better than the Justin Jefferson pick.
1: Oh, definitely. I think the Gladney pick is better than the Jefferson pick because you were able to slide down six spots. Like, you got Gladney a four and a five.
0: Yeah, basically. And I actually had Gladney higher than Justin Jefferson on, on, you know. But I do think they played the board correctly because I don't know if Jefferson Jefferson would have been there at 31, but Gladney was. Because Gladney also seems kind of more scheme specific. Like, you know, someone that's looking for more, just like a pure athlete, might not go with him. You know, he's his three like, cone wasn't great. Size, like if you're, yeah, like, like I mean, Seattle, like
1: they need a cornerback, but like he's not really a cover three corner. So mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, like with corners, they're more of like a scheme fit. Wide receivers, you can kind of throw wherever you need to. I
0: mean, and after our twenty second pick, have we tried the trade down? You have the Forty Nineers who traded up for Could have took Jefferson. And then you also have Green Bay, who ended up taking Love. But if Jefferson's on the board, I wonder if Jefferson and Ayuk are on the board if the Packers take Jordan Love. I mean, San Fran traded in front of the Packers for a reason, so they might have got sniped.
1: I think the Packers
0: take Jordan Love either way. You think so? Yep. I honestly, well, did yeah, I they trade up too for that pick? They did trade up. Yeah, for that they pick. did. Yep. Okay, I, so I, they—I uh, guess they weren't trying to get ahead of the Packers then. Who was the original no, I, team behind them? behind Miami Yeah,
1: Miami at 26.
0: So I wonder if they were cuz 49ers were clearly worried about someone in between them and us taking Brandon Ayuk. they basically I think the last receiver that they thought fit them. T- so Tennessee? I don't know. Yeah, possibly. I, Tennessee I mean, might have been
1: a good fit.
0: I mean, they could... They went in looking it for could her. have been even Miami too. Yeah. Um But, but anyways, uh, we got gladly 31, got I, 4 I, to 5.
1: I honestly well, let's just start. I uh, stick with Packers real quick. I honestly think that they had Jordan love graded you know probably top 15 player in the draft and when he made it past the Patriots and
0: uh and the Saints um,
1: yep they they had to get in their minds had to get in front of Tennessee
0: to get a quarterback mm, gotcha yeah because I wonder who they were yeah really just Tennessee huh that's what they were yep. or or the problem is too yeah you could be worried about another team trading up you know. Sure, they can't just sit there and be like, okay, who's in between us? All right, those teams will never take those guys, and it's like, oh, wait, yeah. shit, they traded up. So, yeah. No. yeah, Packers suck. Uh, we take Gladney, great pick, in my opinion. Who and we that was your third choice there, my second choice after the, the win, after
1: the Antoine Woodfield Jr. Um, but
0: uh, yeah, so so overall in
1: the first round, we we'll just graph uh, grade rounds, not not picks, yeah, <laughs> uh.
0: I think it's rough, an
1: A. I mean, a yeah, a, I, 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 if, if a you
0: a. if we're going pluses, I would say A plus to get Jefferson and Glady and two picks out of the first round. I mean, I don't know how you do any better than that, unless something completely with, cr- for how the board well, yeah. fell. Like we didn't yeah, get with, a chance at Ceedee Lamb or Makai Beck or like anything. They didn't fall to us. So
1: this is true. And the other two players on my board, Josh Jones and Ezra Cleveland, at the time, they showed up at fifty eight.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it would night. have been like crap. We passed on a tackle. Like, are we going to be able to get one later? Well, it turned out we did. So t- looking at this first round, A plus.
1: Yeah, I I, I think yeah, a, a plus is right because like you said, you got two picks and probably the two players you wanted in your range.
0: Yeah. If you just take Gladie and Jefferson, I'll give him an A. You throw me a fourth and a fifth, you're you're an A plus. That was well done there. Yep. Yeah,
1: um, so after day one, Thursday night. We're all pumped. Slick Ricks added again. Got two great players, in our opinion. Two great players, two more draft picks. All of a sudden we've got what was that? Fifteen total draft picks
0: after yeah, that trade? Somewhere somewhere in that range, yeah. Definitely Well, we used so two and gained thir- two, so we're back to even.
1: Yeah, so we're we're, 12. we're up to we're up to we're, we're twelve picks and we're at day two. Day two comes along. <laughs> and you know, there's a couple players who go off the board that I like. You know, like Jalen Johnson would have been nice. But, you know, we did take Jeff Gladney. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, once the corner started going, it's like, okay, like, would two corners back-to-back be cool? Sure. But we already got our corner. So, really, I think what mostly I was hoping for is a, a tackle did fall to us. Or a three-tech, maybe. I don't know.
1: Yep. And I think uh, by the time the Vikings are on on the clock, I had, like, Cleveland, Josh Jones, um, and then, jo- uh, Gallimore, Matabuke, Jordan Elliott. I think
0: those yep. are, like, my top yeah. five. basically three and tackles, you know? Yeah. Because once you fill the oh, corner in the receiver,
1: Yeah, and Cam Dantzler made it up there ahead of, uh, Jordan Elliott. I know that for sure.
0: Oh, gotcha, yep.
1: Because I I always did, like, the idea of going back-to-back corners. Uh, yeah,
0: you even. Three picks. Yeah, you even thought first round, go corner-corner, let it ride. Yeah, uh, uh, um.
1: But we got Ezra Cleveland, uh,
0: which. Yeah, t- took him over Josh Jones, which I don't think a lot of people in, like, the draft community thought that's what happened. But you had Ezra Cleveland higher than Josh Jones. Yeah. I had him basically in the same range. Like, to me, again, it's like whichever one's left, I'll take him. Uh, yeah. Cleveland's definitely. definitely the more athletic one. Like, he's. he Again, he reminds me of the Bradbury of the tackle. Like, he blew out every drill. He ran under five, and he's six foot, what, seven? Yeah,
1: uh, he, uh, he, my, uh, I mean, now that he's with us, I mean, comp's great to Brian O'Neal, just has that, just has to add strength.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of what everyone's thinking, which it's kind <laughs> of like, Hey, okay, is he going to be ready to start this year? Or is he going to have to sit? I don't know. I say if the season start.
1: doesn't, and if the season doesn't start on time, in my opinion, like he'll be ready and you just got yourself three first round picks.
0: <laughs> yeah, know. basically. Well, and for both of us, he was at what, I think probably top 20 on both our boards. Yeah, definitely. As far yeah. as our Viking boards, which obviously, like, you know, slides down linebackers and whatnot. But, like, as far as the Vikings, what they needed. Yep. And there's talks that they, were, they would have considered him in the first round, is what uh, a lot of our local beat writers have said, that he was someone they had in the mix in the first round, probably towards the back end, the second pick. But which get
1: surprises me that they did not try to, maybe they didn't try, but that they did not trade up to get him.
0: Yeah, maybe they just saw the the way the board was falling, or maybe they were waiting for one of Josh Jones or Cleveland, Cleveland to get it taken, and then to go get the other one. You know? Which yeah, that I yeah, just maybe feel like
1: graded identically for the most part. Yeah,
0: though. or it's close enough where it's like let's not burn a bunch of picks to go get the one that we think is going to be good because again, no one really knows. So let's go get two. You know, find get the last one and see see if he's going to be there. But yeah, a bunch of uh like a lot of running backs went. Got some corners went in there, a bunch of receivers. So we just sat back, got Ezra Cleveland, and what do you think? You think he'll be the left tackle, of the future? Or how do you feel like he fits into yeah, our team?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think he's left tackle of the future. He uh, uh, he's athletic, and he played left tackle at Boise State. Brian O'Neill's already comfortable on the right side. Why, and what why does miss- it matter? Yeah, it, don't mess with a good thing. Like
0: um, there's good edge guys that play on on O'Neal's side all day, anyways. Like Khalil Max over there a bunch of times. Demarcus Lawrence plays on that side. Like it's not really like back in the day when it was you know you got your good edge and your good left tackle fighting each other. It's like
1: yeah, it's, it, like back in the day it was you know blindside speed rusher, left end run
0: uh, run suffer. Yeah, a little but Jared Allen, Ray Edwards type. Like yeah, you know it doesn't happen. Like Daniel Hunter plays on on O'Neal's side if they were to ever you know face each other, but so yeah i'm thinking you know ideally i feel like day one if it could happen cleveland you shift reef inside to guard bradbury battle between samia and Alfline and whoever hopefully samia wins that one and then yeah your right tackles brian o'neill and i feel like your offensive line if cleveland hits is much better super athletic i mean that's that's gonna be fun to watch some screenplays of those athletes running out front
1: yeah that's true and like the age on our offensive line, like, I I've, we, I, we, don't know if I do it much on the mic, but off the mic, I'm always talking how I, I'm just, like, waiting for the Vikings to, like, get an elite offensive line, and I'm talking about how you have to spend high capital for them. Just Ezra Cleveland, second round, Brian O'Neill second round, Bradbury first, at this point, line in the third, Samia in the fourth, like... The and, Vikings are spending, and then Reef, if you want to go back, was the first round pick.
0: And we paid him big money. So it's like, yeah, a lot of people bitch that Rick Spielman doesn't like. He ignores the offensive line. You can't really say that anymore. Like,
1: no, I mean, we, we are investing high capital. We, like, again, the last three, like, for sure starters that we have on offense, we spent two seconds and a first.
0: Yeah, so we're, we're, he's putting some assets in there yep. trying um, to fix this offensive line.
1: Yep, I want. Yeah, so it's perfect, and hopefully, Samia is,
0: you know, it, it sounds like they really like him. Like what I like, really again like him. talking yeah. about the beat writers and talking about what they're hearing from the team is that they feel like he's he could be the guy that wins that job. And then it's like, okay, well, good because Elfline sucks, but then Reef sort of just seems like you're gonna move in positions. He's paid a lot. Like he's not as athletic as the rest of the line. I mean. I don't know if you end up just moving on from him. and But I guess the worry is that Cleveland's not ready. Then Reef can stay at left tackle for one more year then get rid of him. Open up like yep. 13 more million in cap space. I and mean, while we're talking tackle, we should probably talk about Trent Williams because that was kind of the big rumor, the big – I mean, some people basically thought it was Still a dumb deal. Still hasn't gotten
1: traded yet, Darren. I mean, like you, in, in the draft day yet. Has oh, right, it doesn't happen
0: went. till uh, till well, the very next day he goes, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, after the first two, to, yeah, Saturday he got traded. So That's...
0: right after the average Cleveland pick, basically. Well, so let's wrap up Cleveland. How do you grade the second round, basically uh, getting Cleveland at
1: 58? I give it an A. Yeah, because... I'm going to
0: say A because we gave an A-plus for the first round, which means you have to get a little extra, a little yep. something more.
1: Yep. Like if we moved down five spots and got an extra pick, yeah, Cleveland
0: A+. Yeah, or if like some amazing talent would have fell. Like yeah. I mean, honestly, Cleveland falling to 58 is a pretty damn good fall for a team that like he fits perfectly and both me and you had him as a first-round player, but yeah, didn't get a little extra, so we'll go A. Yep. I mean, you can't it's not as good as the first round, so it, you got to go somewhere, you know. Exactly. It's like when Dave Portno was like, you can't give a 10 cuz where do you go from there? Well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we give an A+ plus immediately, so we got nowhere to go. So it's got to be But I mean that.
1: like they, I don't know yeah, I first round was A plus. You got two top players and two extra picks. Second round, you got a top player
0: a. that fit a need. Like you didn't you didn't have to go just BPA and end up taking like something that's redundant on the roster, which you sometimes you have to, you take have to
1: DeAndre do. J. Swift or J. K. J K Dobbins.
0: Yeah, and you didn't have to uh, reach for a need either. Like oh, we got to get an OT and Cleveland and Josh Rose are gone. Let's grab you Let's know see, yeah. Matt Pert
1: or Matt you know yeah.
0: Bed Barch. Yeah, Ben Barch. Oh, oh, we got to get Ben Barch, everyone. Uh, so that day, we'll say A, and we'll move into day number three, which right at the start of the draft. No, 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 no oh, it's oh, not oh. day
1: number three yet because second and third rounds have. Oh, so you're right.
0: Five. You're right. It wasn't until the fourth round that Trent yep. Williams was traded. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll put that we're, up. We'll put it to the side. We'll put but, it to the side. But
1: let's just say taking Ezra Cleveland basically took us out of the potential of Trent
0: Williams. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just I guess Let's just start. Be, yeah, uh, so Trent Williams, it came out that... I mean, it just sounded like a lot of people thought the Vikings were going to get him. We got a lot of extra picks. Uh, the first round, you had the Browns. You had the Bucks. I think you had three different teams that were kind of in the Trent Williams talks. Take yeah, a tackle and take themselves out. Yeah. And then, so you have everyone kind of thinking it's going to happen. And then this weird like leak that he didn't want to come here, which yeah. looking back on it now, I feel like he knew they were talking to the 49ers and the Vikings and his preference was the 49ers. And I think
1: that's has, what I...
0: That's That hasn't been reported. That's just my gut. As in, he was like, I feel like I can go either place and the deal's going to work out. Like, they're going to get it done. Let me just push for the one I want, which is going back with Kyle Shanahan.
1: And also, the Niners just got out of the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. You know? So, it's just... Like, yeah. In his mind... And it's fucking... You know, it's West, West Coast, Coast yeah, beach. Like, like, Cal- if,
1: Cal- honestly, California or Minnesota. If you, yeah. were, if you were told, hey, man, you can either... you like. You can either get paid with the Vikings and go to Minnesota or go to San Francisco and you might not get an extension. And
0: well, is he like, – Are we know he's not going to get one?
1: It sounds like they might not give him one immediately. Well, at least not immediately.
0: Right. So, I mean, just – yeah. I think I, that's just my thought is that he kind of was like, okay, it seems like I can – like they're going to get a deal done. I'm going to just kind of be like, hey, I'd rather go to the 49ers. Hey.
1: <laughs> it reminds me of uh, – so that, that – all right, so they went to Trent Williams and uh, uh, said he found you know Minnesota and San Francisco. It reminds me of baseball. I'm so excited to play in the uh, fine city of Miami, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Minnesota. You <laughs> Guy's a... been traded around so Shit! much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they what they give up a uh, future third and a fifth or something.
1: Yeah, future third and a fifth this. And year.
0: what what kind of sucks for them is like it wasn't really that much of an upgrade because Joe Staley retired. So they sort of had to give up some picks just because they're kind of in a win now. It's like, dude, they're they're a team that can win now, so they just don't want to have a giant gaping hole at left tackle. And not to mention, we ended up taking Ezra Cleveland, which left them as the only team really that, that was going to be able to trade for him.
1: So. Yeah, them in Denver. I heard Denver was interested.
0: All, okay,
1: all, uh, all depends on whether or not like he wanted to go there too,
0: though. Yeah. But. So what do you think over all of that? Would you have rather just take Ezra Cleveland? Maybe he's not ready this year. No, maybe just he take. Is. It, I, just take Ezra Cleveland. We got Ezra Cleveland. Um, just take him. I mean, I, yeah, like, and also the, the, I, the cap I, factor. Like, you, I mean, Ezra Cleveland's gonna be making minimum, like not minimum, but very low cap hits for the next four years. I mean, you would have had to probably go anywhere from if you don't re- extend 15 Trent Williams, to twenty million. Yeah, otherwise you're in that range. So, and like, I mean,
1: so I potentially have, you know. What I think, you know, a starting left tackle for, for four years, you know, his rookie contract.
0: Yep, whenever in Ezra.
1: Yep, but I more or less think it's, you know, 10 to 12 years. That's I now the hope. Have, yep, like I now have a starting left tackle for 10 to 12 years or three or four with Trent Williams.
0: And also, there's a difference between like getting Trent Williams versus getting someone that isn't been sitting out for two years and has injury problems like he isn't a total sure thing he could be a little bit like rusty he could be a little bit past his prime he's not you're not trading for him in his prime like when he was 26 but he's a good player but we'll see
1: like i'm sure he's been working out and everything like that but you know have haven't played in two years a big body like that oh boy yeah that could mean like a lot of like lingering injuries
0: Mm -hmm. So so i think it's uh i mean obviously ezra cleveland hasn't proven a lick Trent Williams has, but from everything we see from him, looks good. Cap situation better. Didn't give up two picks for him. It is what it is. Apparently, he didn't prefer to come here, so fuck him.
1: Yep. He's a bitch. (laughs) Um, So So we... Go ahead. uh, So we uh, are on a day... Still day two. Round three. Day you wanna you wanna talk about that real quick? I'm gonna run and grab a beverage. I okay. through two of them already. I don't know
0: how. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll talk about that. So, day three, we have two picks in this round. I believe. Where am I missing here? Yep. So, going through the board, our next choice sounded like talking. You know, when they after their press conferences and whatnot, that Spielman was looking to trade up to maybe get Neville Gallimore or get. Uh, it really sounded like he was going for Gallimore, uh, but instead, no one really wanted to trade, it sounded like. Jordan Elliott goes right before us on another potential three-tech, so we end up taking Cameron Dantzler, cornerback, Ooh. Mississippi State. Ohio, is welcome back, right?
1: like, number seven, I believe, on my board for corners.
0: Yeah, so Cameron Dantzler, uh, actually, one of the players that we talked about early, like what we both... Happened to just, I, I know you had told me about him and just stumbled upon his highlights. Um, but and his tape is really good. Uh, I know they t- people have talked about how he's one of the only corners that shut down Jamar Chase, the LSU uh now, receiver. Like and he's
1: he he might have been the top ranked receiver in this draft class.
0: Yeah, so the big issue that happened with Dansler you know, you have great tape is one real skinny real skinny guy kind of i mean real thin and then also ran terrible at the combine so he dropped to the end of the thir- end of the third instead of well i guess mid two thirds way the third Eighty eighty-nine?
1: 89
0: yeah um and he's kind of got like first round tape but he's got he had he had a, just had a bad combine he he claims in his virtual proto he ran a 438 um, I don't buy that. I feel like he's probably more Wait, of a four four vert- four five guy.
1: I guy. Th- I thought they timed him at uh four five, not four three.
0: He claimed he ran a four three eight.
1: Oh I okay, well somebody did a uh oh that's what it was. Somebody did uh they said he had a really good camera angle, so they were able to do frame by frame mm-hmm. with his forty yard dash and he ran like a four five three.
0: See and that's that's completely fine if he ran a four five three. That's like he, what he ran at the combine was 4.64, four, which is like, oh, God, that's not yep. good. But I what So what uh, reading on uh, PFF, their guy who does all their draft stuff, he was talking about how he had the worst body fat percentage at the combine. So what the going thought is here is he his biggest issue was like, dude, he weighed like 175 pounds. So what does he do? Tries to put on some weight to make it seem like, you know, hey, I bulked up. I put on muscle. Well, he put on bad weight, ran a slow 40. And it's like, dude, just do what Teddy did. Teddy, you know, he tried to he tried to throw without gloves. He didn't work. Put the gloves back on. So Cameron Dantzler, just play at whatever weight you're comfortable with and go play football, you know? So if you're a little skinnier, he still hits. Like, he's still – he's he's physical. He's not afraid to get in there. Uh, I mean, some big-body guys might out-muscle him, but he's tall. Um, but so, yeah, I don't know. I think if he can shed some of that – and even get into an NFL gym and build some actual good muscle.
1: yeah. Um, so so yeah get him on like a, a good diet plan and everything get him around like an nfl team and he's gonna be just fine um like the, weight weight wise
0: yeah um, the tape is there like like he's if he hadn't ran that shitty 40 where do you think me and you put him because we both loved him he
1: probably sits at corner three if he runs a four five three or
0: even like a four four eight. Just at, anything at that the, doesn't raise a red flag. Like anything that just you just plug it in, and it's like oh yeah, it's just. He's the same probably
1: speed. ahead of Gladney, below CJ Henderson.
0: I feel like for me, he's 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 battling for corner two. Like him and Gladney are because his when you go watch like his YouTube, just type in camera dancer highlights. Like it looks awesome, and it looks like a Zimmer corner pre Mike Hughes. It looks like Xavier and Trey Wayne's. Like just the length. And just yeah, just I don't know. It's, he- and he was a guy who
1: like Mississippi State had follow. You see him on like the left side, the right side. You know, he's not like Richard Sherman where he, oh I have to play a right cornerback because in a cover three scheme. You know, like yep. it's, it's not what you're getting out of Cam like he, he You know, he go go follow someone go yeah, if he that.
0: reaches his potential, that's the type of corner we're looking at here. And he's definitely an outside corner, I feel like more of than than he would be playing slot. He might follow if they try to put, you know, like a bigger, if he does become as good as we hope, like he could follow, you know, a, a number 1 receiver into the slot, but you wouldn't want to play him in the slot. Like I think Gladney and Hughes can just yeah. cuz they're, you know, a little smaller and shiftier. Uh, a lot of people compare him to uh I saw a lot of people saying Al Harris just okay. because of the the uh just being kind of long. And skinny but like press cover corner like definitely likes to press and Uh, obviously that's a corner
1: that's what Zimmer likes you know press press man Uh, well
0: Gladney and him are both gonna be they both play press man which is why I feel like we're gonna keep those two on the outside and then Hughes you know obviously with when you're in 4-3 base I bet Hughes is out there quite a bit but when you go uh to nickel like I could see Hughes being the one that comes in because Gladney and Dancler seem to be a better press cover corners than maybe Hughes is.
1: And, like, like let's not let Holton Hill get lost in the shuffle either here um, while we're talking corners. And I can see, you know, like, Zimmer legit with all four of these guys and how talented we think they are. Like, I can see him just playing matchups. Going, mm-hmm. all right. You know, like, when the Falcons had Mohamed Sanu and Julio Jones as their one and two receivers, they're a little bigger so it's like, all right, Dantzler and Holton Hill, you go out there uh, yeah. against these guys. Whereas like the Giants, when they had Golden Tate, and Odell Beckham, uh, or I don't know if they played, I forget, but like, yeah, two smaller, two smaller receivers. It's like, all right, Gladden and Hughes, you guys are the starters this week and shit like that.
0: Well, it's 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 it kind of like last year we had to have Hughes matched up against like Amari Cooper and. Gallop and something. It's like Hughes just can't, he couldn't hang with them. So now it's say we actually have some options to put like a bigger body on those guys that he isn't going to get out muscled. Which, so what do you think? So we have, you have Hughes, Dancler, Gladney, Holton Hill, a couple other guys later on. I think we draft another corner, but like Holton Hill's back to being kind of your fourth corner. Do you think we need a street free agent? I wouldn't mind a veteran. I think you, I think you don't like, I don't think you have to like go out and get like,
1: Akeem Tlaib, Darko Zenard, someone like that, like you know, someone with more name. I think you just kind of go out, have to go out and get like, and like Daryl Worley, just throwing on a name, just somebody who's, he may not be very good, but he's smart.
0: You know, yeah, honestly, I think a good one would be John it, Joseph. Like, John, he's like he's almost like a that. teacher in the room. No Zimmer scheme can help these young guys because who's like who's the senior of this group right now? It's Mike Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes is, is him and Holton right Hill. Now? Were they the same draft?
1: Say, same class. H- yeah, Holton Hill was a UDFA. Mike Hughes uh, was our first round pick. So those so, are yeah. two the years ago. <laughs> in the room. Yeah, but
0: those that are would be the f- only reason I feel like because actually, like like if you wanted, we talk about like check in boxes, and we both said. Basically, somehow, some way we need two new corners or we need to re sign one. Like yep. and we didn't re-sign any of them. So going into the draft, we needed to get two that we feel could start. And I feel like both these guys could start. So Day one. Day one yeah. I think
1: both of them could start. Yeah, and oh. we're
0: back so we're back to four corners. I don't feel like it's really a need. It's again, I'm not gonna turn down if we decide to go sign Drake Kirkpatrick, but I don't think it's something that it's like if we don't do it, there's a gaping hole here. Like let these young kids play. I'm totally fine with that.
1: Yeah, uh I did that. I shot you that text yesterday of, like, the Vikings' age, and we'll get more into that probably in the future. But, like, that defense is very young right now. Like, not not even just the whole team, but that defense is very young. It opened – I think this draft just – or offseason just opened up at least a three-year window with Kirk Cousins. Like, I think it's more of, like, a three- to five-year window with how good this defense could be.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, he was able to just, like – turning around, I feel like, super fast by this this draft that he had. Everyone was, like, worrying, like, oh, you know, we're, we lost all these veterans. It's going to be rebuilding time. But it's, like, a lot of those guys were kind of not – like, that was, I feel like, the last run of that core group on defense. And I, that defense, honestly, it peaked two years ago. Like, 17, the o, 17 was their best season. Like,
1: oh 17 is that what you were about to say? <laughs> yeah, 0-17. Oh, <laughs> um, but, yeah,
0: so, anyways uh, – Before you were, uh, when you were getting your beverage or whatever, I talked about how we had, rumor has, or not rumor, but I mean, I'm pretty sure Spielman said it, like they attempted to trade up, but they had no takers. And it sounds like the target was Neville Gallimore. So he ended up going to the Cowboys, who had a great draft. Uh, At 82, we picked at 89 and took Dantzler. So, I mean, I would have rather had Gallimore. But, again, it's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't mean Dantzler was a bad pick. And those players, those teams that didn't trade, like they might have just been like, nah, dude. Like we're taking to Gallimore, we're taking Lloyd Cushenberry. We like these guys. Sorry. Like unless you're gonna offer us like a second round pick next year, we're not moving back.
1: Yeah. No. I uh. I think I like. I think I like Dantzler over. Like I don't know if I like
0: him over Gallimore. But same like Gallimore same realm. Be, yeah. So like, like I, do you, would you want to trade? Like I don't know what it would take to go from three up to say like eighty. Or not three, uh eighty nine up to eighty, like would it take a fifth round, a fourth round? Because then you gotta look at who do we get in the fourth and fifth round. And would you sacrifice Dancler plus I don't know James Lynch to go up and get Naval Gallimore? It's like, well no, like I don't know if James Lynch is that much worse of a prospect, where I might just be like, No, I'd rather have Dancler and Lynch. Yeah, true. Especially if you just admit that me and you and all the GMs and all everyone else doesn't know for sure who's gonna be good and who's not. And you're far more likely that Neville Gallimore is going to be a bad player than a good player. Like, just, like, go look at the, go Wikipedia, like, any draft, and go look through the third round. Most of the players are not good. Go look at the second round. Yeah, go look at the first round. Half of them are busts. So, like, I just, like, it's, it's, when everyone's like, oh, trade up for this guy, because I know he's awesome. It's like, you don't know shit. Yep.
1: So. Yeah, like, he's got good tape. Like, cool. You like his YouTube highlights on. You like his YouTube highlights. So do I. But does Mm -hmm. that mean that he's going to be a fucking great NFL player?
0: Or that like our draft is now bad because we didn't get the one guy? Yeah, yeah. Like, or you, or we, you know, like they took a guy over. It just you don't know for sure. Everyone loved Hakeem Butler last year. Oh, he's the greatest player. We traded down and didn't take take him, and we took Alexander Madison, who you didn't hear of because you know. No one knew who the hell he was, so obviously he's a bad pick. When Hawking Butler was right there, and turns out Hawking Butler sucks at football, and Alexander, Alexander Madison's pretty good. So yeah,
1: and I, honestly, I think uh, there are a lot of teams who didn't take Madison in the third and took a different player who probably sucks and are going, geez, can he use Alexander Madison right about now? Yeah,
0: and I'm not saying you like, should never trade up. Like I feel like if it's you're at the end of a tier, like if you feel like that, what's no, that? I'm kidding.
1: I said, I'm saying that.
0: Right, <laughs> hey, like I'm not, I'm not opposed to a trade up. I just, it just, I just feel like people get attached to like one prospect, and they're like, we were so close to getting Gallimore. Spielman should have traded up. It's like, well, a, he tried, and b, let's see if Gallimore is even gonna be better than Cameron Dantzler. Like,
1: I try not to like get attached to a prospect unless it's like a top prospect that like you can get in the first round, or like you have no, you know, you're not gonna get. And so like, well, I'm just gonna root for this guy. But yeah, like, like, when the Vikings were picking, you know, 22 and 25, it's like, you know, I like a lot of these guys. I don't know which one, like, yeah, I like one more than the other, but I don't want, I don't, I, it's not like I have to have Christian Fulton in the first round or the Vikings blew the first round.
0: Yeah, like, you don't get, like, such, like, you can't have that level of conviction because, like, why would you think you're right when, like, statistically it's proven that even the best GMs, are wrong all the time. So like for something like for if you would have been dude like Belichick, I had something. Gladney as my fourth corner and they took it took they should have took Fulton. like this is ridiculous. It's like dude. Like unless you do something colossally stupid like take AJ Dillon, you know, who's just like an old school power back and then you take a full back like to me it's just, you know, I don't know, Need a backup I, quarterback. Yeah, like I mean that's and that's that's almost like more of a team building thing. Like I can understand the frustration of Packer fans when it's like, we were a game away from the Super Bowl, and you didn't add a weapon for Rodgers, now they might be eating their words if Jordan Love becomes an awesome quarterback, and it's like, well, here you go, here's another 15 years of fucking Super Bowl runs, you know? I fucking hope not. Yeah, I that would be I swear to God,
1: if the Packers just took another quarterback who's going to fucking make us eat our words for another 15 years, I'm going to become a strict Gopher fan. Fuck the Vikings I'm not even going to Fucking deal with that Shit anymore I'm going to go after Like You know I'm going to talk shit About Badger fans Not Packer fans Grapes and Gorak Of Minnesota Golden Gophers podcast I
0: do feel like The Gophers are Ready to pass the Badgers So maybe we just Hop right on that Uh, PJ
1: Fleck had more Players drafted Than Lincoln Riley Did out of Oklahoma
0: PJ Flack, that man, that man has done some magic at the at the University of Minnesota. So well,
1: and at Western Michigan, I mean, he got yeah. fucking Corey Davis picked uh, fifth overall.
0: Yeah, and he's not even good. There's another one, like oh, can't believe, you know, like just Corey Davis. He was like with the fourth. What do you say, fourth pick, fifth, fifth pick Fifth overall? And he's not that good. Five. So like, you're worried about Nobel Gallimore at 82. People, calm down. Um, it's you know, but this is why a lot of people are upset because so the next pick in the third round, we didn't take. So we're sitting there at 105, the second to last pick of the third round. So I know people are like, oh, we traded a third rounder. It was a second to last third rounder, okay? And our next pick after that is 12 picks later. And we trade the third round pick, 105, for four picks, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. You're telling me that, that like, I, there was people that I saw on Twitter that were, like, mad. Like, I think they were more mad because they waited all night, and it was like... He traded out and didn't make a pick. But it's like, you're going to turn down a four, a five, a six, and a seven for a third. A th- end of the v- second to last third. So to me, I mean, I, I take that every single, every day. How do you not take that?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just because like, like you said, people get attached.
0: Because Ben Barch went in between those two picks. That's why. Because Ben Barch went. We already took a tackle. Ben Barch went. Yep. Ben Barch went. Fucking Saint John's, Minnesota. So they're all pissed off. We could have picked Ben Barch. Would I rather have Ben Barch, or would I rather have a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh? They get four shots at a good player. Like, give me four shots at a good player. Yeah, then, I'm and trying
1: th- to think of what. What did we use that fourth rounder on Troy Dye?
0: Uh, the one that they gave us. Yeah. Um, I could tell you. Let's see. From New Orleans, nope. James 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 Lynch, the DT. And that's
1: and that I. I I'd who I would rather, probably rather I'd have? I'd rather have Cam Dantzler, or who's the who's the guy?
0: James Lynch, the DT at a Baylor. Yeah,
1: J, James Lynch, and who else could we have got? Or what pick do we, we traded out of what pick? The Troutman 105, pick.
0: One oh five. One oh five. The the Adam Troutman pick. 105. Okay, so
1: yeah, no, I'd rather have James Lynch and three other guys than <laughs> one. guy. What?
0: Well, and here's, yeah, then one guy. And here's the list of people that went between the Troutman pick and our next pick. Because you gotta I, remember, I just
1: want to hear guys that we would be interested in. Because the, Gotcha.
0: Well, I've there's got- only 10 of them. Because, yes, we traded down from, from the end of the third all the way to the middle of the second. But we had another fourth that was in between there. So, like, that's what's awesome about Rick Spielman and getting so many damn picks. Is like, he's like, okay, Saints, you want to come up all the way from the end of the fourth? That's going to cost you. You're not five picks away from us. You're you're 20 picks away from us. Yeah. 25 picks. But we don't care because we have one in between the two, 10 picks later. So we ended up getting you know their fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh because they're jumping a whole round. You and know? Who, so, and,
1: and yeah, who went in between our two picks?
0: Well, it's I'll like tell, Adam, and, I'll,
1: and, I'll, and I'll tell you how many guys I was interested
0: in. Yeah. So Adam Troutman is the one the Saints take, which we're clearly not interested in a tight end. And also... That's where it's crazy. It's like, dude, you don't know if that for sure that guy's good, and you're gonna give up your whole second day for Adam Troutman. But anyways, Akeem Davis Gaither, linebacker. I wouldn't mind him. I'd have taken him. Solid. I do think we get a, a linebacker that's similar to him later. Uh, Better, Sadiq Charles, offensive tackle. We already taken one. John Simpson, guard. I don't think he's a scheme fit. I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, he was high up on you know Mel Kuyper's board, but again, I think he's a man man's uh, gap blocker. Darnay Holmes, corner. We'd already taken two. Solomon Kinley guard, again, I don't think he's of his own fit. Josh Kelly, running back. Troy Pride corner. I like Troy Pride. We're just taking two corners. Uh Leaky Fotu, Is that the nose tackle?
1: No, that's the uh the guard.
0: No, it says DT. So
1: oh oh then yeah nose tackle.
0: I think he's a nose. Okay, so and we oh, have I'm Michael Pierce.
1: Booty Moutai, not
0: yeah. Oh, he's like a four six two rounder. Moutai, the, you know four. Yeah four yeah. Uh, then yeah. Harrison Bryant goes tight end. Again, we have Rudolph and Irv. I don't really feel like we're making any moves on tight ends. So then the, the next one is Ben Barch offensive tackle, and then it's our pick with DJ Wanum. So
1: okay, did I've you got five guys who I'm interested in? Yep. Four guys who like we can't. Four of the five who we can't use. Because you know, like, they're
0: redundant because we've already taken that yeah, position.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, or or like Solomon Kinley I like, not a scheme fit.
0: Yeah, exactly. So of all those players, there's no one that I'm like, I can't believe we we gave up our the late third to get four picks because we missed out on one of these guys.
1: Yeah, no, I'd, I'd rather have DJ, I mean, after looking at our draft, how, how the draft fell before, I'd rather have DJ Wanham. Over those guys. Because DJ Wanham a guy who I actually like. I liked. He was, if I, uh, where's my phone?
0: I think well, don't get like, too far into DJ Wanham. We're not to the fourth round yet, Ryan.
1: Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay, my bad.
0: <laughs> so let's end the third round. Anyways, we traded out, got four picks. So overall, third round. We went in with two picks, came out of it with Cam Dantzler and a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. How do you grade that?
1: Cam Dantzler, a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh.
0: Yeah, so going in, you had two picks. You had 105 and 80, whatever the heck, what, what was Well, I'm going
1: to go aii yeah. I want to go A+, plus, but I don't think Cam Dantzler is, you know, like, like, I really like him, but I don't know if he's, like, you know, the elite talent where you can grade him and something. God.
0: It's hard for me not to go A+, plus just because, like, I know what you're saying with Cam Dancler, but it's third, end of the third. You got a whole third day and Dancer. Fuck it. A plus. Like, that, like, I can't believe anyone would bitch about that. Like, you got Cam danceler who I think everyone is very happy to get him at the end of the third. And then, yeah, you got a whole day three. It. I mean, that's A plus. A yeah, plus. A plus. So let's head to the fourth round, and let's talk about your boy. We talked about all the guys that went in between. We took DJ Wanham, which I think a lot of people were like, who the hell is this guy? I hadn't knew really much about him. He's a lot, I think a lot of people thought he was a bit of a, maybe a reach, but sounds like it's an Andre Patterson uh, pet project. He wanted him. He liked him. And that's worked out well for us.
1: Yeah, no. I had, again, I liked Juanum. I wish I could, I, I sent my top DNs to you a while ago. I can't really find it. But I think he was outside of my top 10, but I think he was graded near uh, Kenny Wilkie's for me.
0: Yep, who, who you really like. Later. Yep. Yep.
1: Uh, I think Wanham was like one or two spots behind him, so he might have just been outside my top 15 edge rushers. Um, but I like the size, the athleticism. If I'm not mistaken, each uh, committed to uh, Mississippi State, transferred, uh, ended up at South Carolina. Um, long, lean,
0: did well, the that's. their tight? Yeah, I feel like that's kind of where people are going with it. It's like, okay, it's...
1: I don't want to compare him to Hunter just because, like, Hunter was so much more of a freak athlete.
0: Yeah, this guy is an athlete, but he's not quite on the level of Daniil Hunter. The similarities like you see those
1: Spark. You see those, like, spider graphs and everything yep. like that? Um, and they look similar, but, like... It's not quite Dan- all the way there. Well, like, Daniil Hunter's, like, seven percentiles... Seven percentiles better than Wanham was. But yeah. it doesn't really look like it. But, like, that's a huge difference in numbers.
0: Yeah. And he's, the similarities are, I feel like, they're both tall, lean. Uh, you know, they're both good athletes. Obviously, one's better. But then also, like, Wanham also lacked just he needs to get stronger. And then. Uh, technique. Yeah. So, it just, it just seems like another. The similarity is just that it's like, you know, someone for Andre Patterson to get in there. He's got He's got a ball of clay to work with and get, you know get him to get somewhere and i don't know he i it's it's hard to doubt that type of pick because it's it worked out so well last time so i mean i i don't know he's not someone that i was like super big on or knew much about but i mean obviously if andre patterson says he's pretty good let's let's take a shot on him
1: yep absolutely uh that brings us to the next so the
0: next one was james lynch the three tech at a baylor well he actually paid edge a lot at baylor and now we're gonna make him a three tech which uh k fan clearly didn't know because they kept calling him an edge and bitching that we took two back-to-back edges uh so uh i i liked him he was my next so i had him like a tier below all of the uh like jordan elliott's neville gallimore uh marlon davison and ross blacklock but he was the neck he was the number one guy in the next tier
1: oh right on
0: yeah, so and I mean, we got
1: him at one thirty.
0: Yeah, so uh, was like, he you
1: know, uh was he you know higher than uh, the one hundred thirtieth best player available for you <laughs> or best player in the draft?
0: I don't know if I have that on there. <laughs> but I think so. You know, he's up there somewhere. Uh I'm pretty sure. Didn't he uh, have the most sacks last year? Did I read that right? I, I don't know. He had thirteen
1: and a half sacks and nineteen and a half tackles for a loss at Baylor last
0: yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, he's like definitely like a high motor. I mean, he's like a typical white guy, so he's high motor, a tenacious. Typical like, guy. I mean, he he looks like Chris Hovan with the, yeah, with you, the red hair. I was hair. gonna
1: say you you compared him to Chris Hovan yesterday. Yeah. So you know,
0: I think it's it's what he's gonna be. A, you know, quick off the snap, but uh, yeah, I mean, probably ends up in Tampa in a couple years. <laughs> I think it's a like, it's just letting the like uh, the board kind of fall to you. It's like okay, we didn't get a three tech yet. Oh, here we go. This guy fell right to us. We'll let him compete. I wouldn't say he's a day one starter. I don't think he checks the three tech no, he box. he still but, needs to
1: add like 15 pounds, but 10, yeah. 10 15 pounds. And it
0: just but. adds another guy to that, that three tech competition. Cause it's clearly the, like one of the few spots that we didn't, you know, completely check off, but you got him, you got, if Armin Watts slides there some, uh, Hercules ever actually is as good as people claim he is, uh. Well, so we have a bunch. Of, I mean, Shamar plays there, but he's more of a nose. Not a nose, but more of a run-stopping 3 tech. He's got a chance. There's an opening for him to make something happen there.
1: Yep. Um, but uh, two picks later, we're on the clock again. Um, and we take a player that I was really high on that I thought there was no chance the Vikings would take at all. Like unless he slipped to the fourth or fifth round, um, Troy Dye, linebacker out of Oregon. Yeah, um, I like I had a round two grade on him.
0: I, I didn't. Know- I, Go ahead.
1: I thought it was really good. I mean, he he's a little lean, he, but he's athletic. He uh, he forces turn he forces turnovers. He uh, he's good in coverage. Like he's. And he's really good, like in runs, like as a run stopper too, for like how how small he is. But like, I f- what is he skinny?
0: Because uh- he's six four. Yeah, he's skinny. Gotcha. But, okay.
1: But like, I immediately see him as a potential day one starter over Wilson and Ben Gideon.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he certainly could be. He's just certainly he has like he's one of the first linebackers we've taken that actually has actually his upside. Like, yeah, since who? Like, Cameron Smith last year, it's like, oh, you're going to be the generic, like, random mid-linebacker that is just a special teamer or a spot starter. Ben Gideon, same thing. Like, all these guys, this guy seems to be like upside. I didn't know much about him before the draft. Uh, you were big on him. And then watching the highlights of him, it's like, oh, look at this, an athlete. Like, someone that can run. Someone that, if Barr got injured, he could actually, like, fill his role and not completely have to change everything that we do.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's 6'4", 236.
0: So yeah, he's I mean six four for a linebacker. I mean you look you're getting to that Anthony Barr range where it's like he's definitely tall, uh, you know, long wingspan.
1: Barr had like twenty pounds on him uh, coming out. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find his. Like, I mean, looking at PFF, dash. they
0: had him as a second round grade. Like that's what they that where they expected him to go off. So. I mean, I think it was a, it was kind of one he where it was a, like a faller that Felder was.
1: He was a, if I remember correctly, a freshman All-American led Oregon in tackles four straight years. Um, so I don't know. Like, don't be surprised when if like in two years, when Barr's contract becomes cuttable and maybe loses a step or two that. We cut him and Troy Die becomes the new Anthony Barr.
0: Um, yeah, like that's like best case scenario. But it I mean, actually I, yeah. has a chance of happening unlike when we take a guy like Cameron Smith who's like a lunch pail, you know, just going to go out there and like get what yeah, you get. it's like
1: I hope Cam Smith is better than Ben Gideon, not I hope he can take Barr or Kendrick's job where Troy Die is like, well, he could potentially take – Bar's job at some point.
0: Yeah, at least it's in the realm of possibility. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, that was that our last pick of the fourth round? Was it just those three? Hold on. Yeah, I think we just had three. I just pulled it out. Oh, I've been going away from it because I'm looking at Troy Die. We, we have Wanam. We have Wanam Lynch and uh, Troy Die. Yep. I don't yep, see anyone else yep. right here. So, yeah, so we, we don't
1: pick for 37
0: more picks. So, so after
1: we've... day... So after the fourth round, Friday. Oh no, we are on Saturday.
0: Yeah, we're on Saturday now. What do you think of the fourth round overall? Wantum, we got Lynch and we got Troy Dye.
1: I'm gonna go a B plus A minus, just because I really like Troy Dye. Kinda like I like Wanham there, and I don't know much about James Lynch. So I am yeah. gonna go B. B plus, yeah, B plus, A minus.
0: Yeah, I'll say, like, In I think... In 88. 88. I, I feel like it, it hit needs. It hit the right positions. I felt like die and Lynch, to me, were both good values. Wanham, it. I didn't know much about him, and I also felt like... I think a lot of people, like, on, like, consensus boards, that you could have got him later. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't know. You kind of didn't know much about Lynch. I didn't know much about uh, Wanam. But as a whole, B plus... I mean, I would say. I mean, you got three guys. It's nice, but you knew you had three picks going in, so I don't. Know, you can't really give them extra for that. Just the yeah. picks themselves. I don't think anything like the crazy. value and
1: everything. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think. I think. Want them, So I obviously we valued them higher than everyone else. Who had the consensus, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think. I think if you swap like Troy Die and Want them, just like selection, Yeah. Uh-huh. You're probably giving them like a firm A minus.
0: Yeah. I, I, someone was even saying if you'd swapped uh, Wanam and Kenny, what, how do you say his last name? Willickies. Willies. Oh, like, yeah. Like, because everyone thought Kenny Willickies was going to be a fourth, fifth rounder. So it would have been like, oh, that was a home run for that round. But yeah, uh, it's just kind of the way it went. But like you said, like we like him more clearly. DJ Wanam was someone that we targeted. So yeah.
1: Uh, we obviously saw like the the ball of clay. Yeah, you know, exactly. It was like, oh yeah, exactly. You know, I'm sure Zimmer or Patterson would go like, "All right, this guy we can work with."
0: Yeah, keep so, doubting the fact that we're you know don't you know people probably when we drafted Daniel Hunter were like, "What are these guys doing?" You know, so like they were just gonna well, keep trying. I trying saw it. An LSU product, you know. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> loved it. Um, and another thing with a lot of these picks is the Vikings definitely went big on like character, like captains and just like there's a bunch of our picks where it's like oh he was voted two-time captain he was this he was that so definitely a character thing us uh, yeah that'll, this that, year
1: yeah that'll uh, bring us into one of the guys um in the fifth round so as a captain
0: fifth round uh before we get to our pick because the reason we uh, waited so long to pick is because we were supposed to pick 155 this was the pick i think another pick we got from buffalo and we sent it straight up for a pick next year from the Bears. I believe we got a fourth round pick from them. Yeah, double check.
1: Yeah, usually yep. if you trade for a few, like a pick for a future pick, it's like one a round, round better. Yeah, because like the value just isn't there at the time. So like, obviously, you're looking for a player when in the future you have no idea what the hell is going to be there.
0: Yeah, um, and it's, it's it's like a a surcharge to make us wait a year you yeah. know you got to give us something around better i'm not waiting a year for no reason uh so i think this is where people got the people when i say people i mean like just the loudest people like on twitter and then i happened to be driving right in this this realm of the draft and all i heard on k fan was just crying like babies it was the weirdest thing i got Charchi and just complaining that we trade down too much uh nordo i think uh is clearly a huge gopher guy and was just distraught over Tyler not taking Tyler Johnson, and then Meat Sauce was like kind of just going back and forth, like oh, I think it's a good draft, but yeah, they're trading down too much, which is funny because we <laughs> didn't sauce, trade.
1: You know, honestly, like I don't like Meat Sauce on the Power Trip. I think he's like, you know, plays the character too much. Okay, but like I like his Saturday uh, football stuff. Yep, and I honestly think you saying that he was probably thinking like. Well, I want to yell at these two, but like I'm not gonna get in an argument over live radio. Yeah, they trade, they trade down too much. I'm gonna bitch just a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, it was. I,
1: I, I feel like he's smarter than them, and like totally <laughs> sad. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be, I'll be mad too. They trade down too much. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was funny because it's like we, we traded down. So far, we traded down twice, right? It was just the, the one in the first round, which. I don't know why you'd complain about that. We moved from 25 to 31 well, and got two traded, picks.
1: traded down, traded down in the third.
0: Yeah, well, that's so two trade downs so far, right? One yeah. got you four draft picks. Yep. Four draft picks for one, one got pick. You, and, the other and one, one got, got you, you two. Well, I, I always count it as you had to use one. You know what I mean?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we had to use the fourth. I mean, No, like no, I on.
0: mean, like, yeah, one netted you three and one netted you two, right? Yeah no yeah. one netted you th- you got a fourth a fifth a sixth and seventh yeah so it netted you three because you gave up it netted the you and the other one netted you two because yep. you got the fourth and fifth so like i don't know both those trades i don't really understand how you can complain about them like they're absolutely lopsided in our favor seeing as we got jeff gladney um so then we haven't done it and then all of a sudden we trade out so we trade our fifth which going into this day i would i'm Didn't everyone know we were going to trade some picks for future picks? We had 17 total picks if we take them all.
1: Yeah, and like, we're not, like, I don't know. We had, there's no way you're keeping 17 guys. Like, you're not going to keep seven rookies and put 10 rookies on your practice squad. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's possible you could, but like, why would you, like, you're going to try to move some for some future picks if you get the offer. So we trade this, we get a fourth round pick next year. And then Tyler Johnson goes off the board. A couple other guys I like, like Curtis Weaver. I liked him, but clearly when you're at this point with guys that like Tyler Johnson, Curtis Weaver, I feel like there was some sort of red flag that we don't know about work ethic, character injury. So I'm not like burning down, you know, winter park because they didn't pay, take some guys that I liked, you know? Yeah. Um, but we so we gain a pick there, move down, and where do we at here? We get to the fifth, one sixty nine. We take Harrison Hand, cornerback, Temple.
1: Yep. Then that was the guy that we talked about uh, yesterday. Uh, he was the guy we would always take like late round in box. Yep. He was always there. Like I know a little bit about him. Didn't do like too much scouting, but you know it's a guy I'm familiar with. I, I like the pick. I think he's a good
0: fit. Um, Matt Rule,
1: uh, the new head coach of Carolina, he recruited him to Temple. It sounds like he can
0: play a little, maybe a little safety, like almost like Marcus Epps, like he could play either. Maybe he can go down and play like you know slot corner. He can play out. He seems versatile. It seems just add another body to that corner room. We basically were completely depleted going in. So I'm okay with it. It's not like something that jumps off the page. Like John Hightower went right before him. That would have been funner for me. Like, oh, cool. I, we like John Hightower. Jake Fromm went. So, you know, I don't know. All these people bitching that. There was some cool players that did go in between that trade and here. but Like,
1: John okay. Hightower would have been really cool. It sucks that uh, the Eagles took two of my favorite yeah. players. They just took a ton of speedsters. Yeah, Jalen Rager and John Hightower. It really sucked that they ended up with both of them because I mm-hmm. fucking hate the Eagles. Um, but at least, you know, like, they go to a, a, a good home with a new quarterback. Uh, Fun (laughs) quarterback. Um, Get that North Dakota loser out of there. Uh, Start Jalen
0: Hurts. Yeah, Um, you're starting that bandwagon. You'll be out with a sign, start Jalen Hurts.
1: Yes, I will. I I will fly to Lincoln Financial Field in the pandemic (laughs) just to do a little rally outside Lincoln Financial to start Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz. Actually, that sounds fun, and it sounds like page views for us. We should do (laughs)
0: that. Two morons. Um, (laughs) So, uh, guess to our fifth pick. This is the one from San Francisco, one of the ones from San Francisco for the trade down earlier. KJ Osborne, receiver. receiver, The U Miami. The U. Uh, (laughs) Ryan's doing it. The U symbol on this guy.
1: He's a transfer from Buffalo and was immediately named a team captain. I know you brought that up earlier about, uh, uh, you know, captains and like high, high character guys. Um, That's another one. Uh, I didn't know much about him. Uh, So what? uh, What do you think about him?
0: Well, I like that. So he's a returner. Um, Like he can do punt Uh, returns, kick returns. I wanted a guy that could fill that role. Um, Like and I don't know. It's like just get one. You have so many picks. Get a guy that can just be really good at that. Like the Saints got that last year, that undrafted dude that's just like put someone dangerous back there. It looks like he has a little bit of that. Plus, it does look like he's got some deep speed. He's not, you know, 4'3 or anything, but he can threaten a team deep if he does develop as a receiver.
1: Think about his speed. Like, I was watching tape and, like, you know, I saw he was like outrunning people, but he doesn't look fast on tape. And I think that's because he's more of like a long strider. Mm-hmm. More of than like a like a choppy step kind of guy, he's got um, like
0: deceptive deep speed.
1: Yeah, yeah, because like like I said, he didn't look very fast on tape, but nobody was catching up to him.
0: Yeah, and he uh, is a it, he's a four four guy, so he's not he's certainly not slow. Uh, but yeah, like you said, he doesn't look like he's and he's he's not like you know he's certainly not Henry Ruggs. Um, he's just
1: yeah, but, yeah, and he's not and he's not like uh, Percy Harvin. Or mm-hmm. Jalen Rager and stuff like that. And, you know, isn't he, like, kind of just a little taller? Isn't he, like, 6'1"? Six, 6'1"? Six, uh, no. I saw them throw a couple of fades out to him.
0: It's 5'11". So, no, oh. he's, not, he's not really what's his
1: back. What's his vertical? Because I was not impressed with watching him do those old fade routes in the end
0: zone 37 and a half so above, an above average vertical but yeah you would that's i mean <laughs> you wouldn't be throwing those to him that often i mean to me he looked like a guy that you run him deep run end arounds to him maybe you know again he just seems like kind of a complimentary piece i think they mostly drafted him because they need a punt returner they need a kick returner that can actually threaten a defense you know mike hughes is basically our only option back there him or chad bb chad bb was bad at chad it Chad
1: Beebe better get caught yeah He's mike trash
0: Mike Hughes, uh, like, I don't know if you even want to. He wasn't, like, electric back there or anything. So you you basically had to bring back Marcus Sherrill's, and then he fumbled, like, six times. So Uh, I don't mind grabbing someone to fill that hole right there. Um, Anything else did we take in the sixth?
1: That was the fifth. No, we just took Harrison Hand. Oh, so that was
0: the fifth. Gotcha. So Harrison Hand, K.J. Osborne, and we got a future fourth. Stop banging around, you dummy. What are you doing? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> All I get is loud echoes in my ear from you. That's not good. <laughs> the listeners aren't going to appreciate you.
1: No, they won't. Especially Tim when he's driving. He's Tim gonna loves he that. O- he's going to think he ran over something.
0: <laughs> uh, so how do you feel about the fifth round overall? You get, uh, what did I say, Harrison Hand, corner. Um, f- What was it? Yeah, I mean,
1: uh, Harris- you got Harrison Hand, a future pick, and uh, KJ Osborne. And KJ Osborne.
0: I- I'm going to give it a B. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like. We didn't get anyone super exciting.
1: Yeah, it's not like anyone fell like a third round like player fell and we took him in the fifth. Mm-hmm. Plus, it was no one that we
0: game. really loved. Like, had we taken a high tower, we'd probably be a little more excited about it.
1: Yeah. Um, yep. And like, you know, we traded it out, so maybe we should give it a B plus because we got a future fourth. So you got around better value mm-hmm. next year. Uh, but I'm I'm just gonna stick with a B. I've been very generous with my grades today, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like those first three rounds are, or even four rounds, are like a, just a, a step better than this round. This round was more I run of the those, mill. F-
1: yeah, those first four rounds are very good. That's two, four, six, seven players. One, two, three, four of which, you know, the first four who I think should have immediate impact.
0: Mm-hmm. So. so. I don't think either of these two are having any immediate impact. Maybe no, Osborne as a punt returner, kick returner.
1: I was going to say, if they, uh, I can see Harrison Hand doing special teams, you know, Gunner and stuff. Yep. And Osborne kick returner. Punt. That I think that's a special teams round right there. I mean, this honestly.
0: is clearly when you get into the fifth round. Like, I feel like the fourth round is where you get the last few guys that can be immediates, or you get the guys that are like, Uh, Like an Everson Griffin, who is like a second round, first round talent, but clearly had off the field problems. You start taking those risks. Then the fifth, sixth, seventh, you're really into the here's the special team or here's a kick return specialist. Yeah. People are taking long snappers and kickers and punters, you know.
1: Or the super athletic, can't play football kind of guys. Mm -hmm. it's like, give me a ball of clay.
0: Yeah. I mean, you have Donovan Peoples Jones. Like, he never really showed it, but he's got all kinds of athletic talent. Or you go the whole other way and you take a guy who's got no athletic talent, but somehow is productive. You know. Cameron Smith. Yeah, Cameron Smith. <laughs> so we'll give that one a B. Let's go to the sixth round. Where are we at? I think we're more uh, towards we're the middle. We're at
1: 203 and 205.
0: All right. So, yeah, we take with 203 Blake Brandle, offensive uh, tackle.
1: Sounds like uh, we might have a move to guard. Yep, which but makes sense six, to me. seven. 6'7".
0: I know. It does seem odd.
1: Well, that translates to a zone scheme guard
0: I mean we certainly need more guards at this point but yeah 6'7 I mean I guess I mean at least Kirk's pretty tall
1: (laughs) yeah um I don't don't know much about him I didn't really scout him very much um
0: yeah I wonder if I have him on my
1: CBS gives him a D plus
0: oh that's not nice Blake Brandle. I had him as a sixth rounder. We took him in the sixth. That's a good value right there. Yeah, me. nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, PFF had him as a seventh rounder. I'm trying to see what I wrote on him. Uh, productive but lacks power, has the quicks to be NFL caliber. So I feel like it's – I don't know what he weighs. What he weighs. It says he weighs – oh, they don't have it. The PFF has their weights listed, and they accidentally listed him as 37 pounds, which I feel like is probably inaccurate. But I uh,
1: so, I don't know
0: looking at him he, he looks
1: like about well, 37 pounds
0: <laughs> so is, is that the deal? is that
1: 37 or 327 <laughs> <laughs> like Let's you know 3 now. to 7 pounds <laughs> I,
0: so here's what it was it's actually 307 so they missed the 0 so I don't know Six seven three zero seven. 307 do you feel like he needs to put on weight maybe is that something he needs to do
1: I feel like you can keep him right there and have him be a backup tackle
0: yeah, interesting. He doesn't figure to be a plus run blocker in any scheme, so I don't know.
1: Well, why would we take him then?
0: Maybe Likely a tackle to a guard a position. Lose,
1: lose, maybe lose weight, play tight end.
0: <laughs> Who knows what we got with this one? I don't know. You know, that one's that one's an interesting one. But the next pick, uh, Josh Metellus, safety, Michigan.
1: Yep, I uh, I don't mind it. I. I... You know, CBS gives him a C. I had him as a uh, six-round grade. We we got him in the sixth round. Um, and, you know, I read something yesterday. Got it. You, you know, yesterday's during the draft. It's so hard to, like, uh, uh, off the top of my head, source the place right. Yep. I forget where I read it. I think it Nobody was Pro Football Focus. Uh, but, anyways, jo- Josh Metellus, I don't know. They were talking about how he. Uh, he could be like the perfect replacement for Harrison Smith and how if like he doesn't have a lot of range but he has enough range and if he uh, like if Harrison Smith were to get hurt like Josh Metellus could show enough where he might not give Harrison Smith his job back. Oh yeah, huh? Well yeah, well that's just because just like Har- Har- Harrison Smith's you know like 31, 32. So you're saying so. like
0: he's like a Troy Die in the 6th round? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess again, that's like absolute best case scenario that he could become that. I probably feel like he's. We need. I think
1: he's special teamer. Special
0: teamer. Um, I think he's another guy that's like a good character guy. Uh, he's gonna be depth at safety because we have none. I mean, yeah, because
1: now we took him and Harrison Hand. Yeah, and we've just got Harrison Smith and Al Anthony Harris. I want to call him Al Harris. Anthony Harris, those were the only other two safeties we had on roster. Um
0: so yeah, like you J- went J- in with J- Ron- two, you need some you need some people.
1: Yeah, J Ron Curse, he didn't play at all really his rookie year. Um so yeah, I don't know. I mean we need safeties, especially getting to this part of the draft.
0: Exactly. So okay, we take him. That is the sixth round. Did we get another one right after that or was that already the last one there?
1: Nope, that was the last one right there. Uh okay. sixth round, I, I'm gonna give it a C plus.
0: Yeah, I'll say, I'll say C+. Plus. Yeah, it's just it's – it's no one like that was super exciting, super – like a, a, one of our guys, which is probably unfair to be like, oh, it's a guy I didn't read about, so he's, this draft sucks, but
1: – Well, that's the only way you can really grade it. I didn't know about him, so I'm giving him a C+. Plus. <laughs>
0: right. you yeah,
1: lucky I didn't give him an F. We had <laughs> players on the board that I liked.
0: <laughs> yeah, why didn't they pick the guys I read up on that I happened to stumble across? Uh, Kenny
1: Wilkies was on the board. Fucking Geno Stone was on the board. If they would have came out with those two players that's a plus, 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 plus. Yeah,
0: because I was a Gino Stone guy. Yeah, they took they took uh, Met- Metellus over Geno Stone, but like that's exact. That's a great example of like, okay, like I don't know. I mean, I really like Gino Stone. I heard a lot of people like Geno Stone. Somehow, the dude went in the seventh. So what? What the fuck? What, what yeah, do they know? Like,
1: like I mean, C plus is respectable. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, C plus is uh, it's a solid C's,
1: C's get degrees. Remember that, So <laughs> you college kids, Wesley. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so yeah, I think we'll both go in the C range for that one. Uh, next round, seventh round. What do we got? Here? Uh,
1: two twenty five. Uh, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Wilkis, my 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 guy, DN Michigan State. Um, yeah,
0: you loved him. Uh, yeah,
1: I had a third-round grade on him. Uh, we got him in the seventh. Uh, sounds like he told people he can play linebacker and defensive end.
0: Yeah, maybe he meant like in a 3-4, though.
1: I was going to say, yeah, I feel like that's kind of like a 3-4, but he is like 6'3", 245 or something like that.
0: Before we finish this, also in the sixth round, we traded a sixth-round pick Oh, and a seventh-round pick. And we got back a seventh, which we just used on Kenny Willick's, Willickies. And we got a 2021 20, fifth. Does that change oh, your yeah. grade at all? Does it change your grade? So we've got I'm Harrison, six, Harrison like six Hand. Yep, Harrison Hand. Um, well, Metel- Metellus. Oh, well, you yeah, no, you're right.
1: Brand- Brandell and Metellus
0: plus a fifth round pick. I would say just the fifth round pick because we ended up, that sixth we traded, we got a seventh. So you kind of really? Him, I'm gonna give him a B because we got a future fifth. Yeah, fifth rounder from the Ravens. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go B B minus. I mean, that definitely helps the grade. Yeah, and that's solid. Let's
1: B. Let's B minus. Let's yeah. B minus it because we had to give up a seventh as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, but anyways, we used that pick, that seventh, which I think was actually a move back yeah, with the so Ravens
1: on Kenny
0: Willicks. Wilkie's. Yep.
1: I, I. Whatever. That's
0: who we take with the pick, though. We got Kenny Willekies, your boy. Willick. I got to figure out how to pronounce this guy's name. It's terrible.
1: I like him, um, even though I don't know how to say his name. Uh, But good player. Uh, I really like the pick.
0: A lot Uh, of people like that one. He's just a guy that a lot of people thought was going to go at least, like, you know, in that mid-round drain, that fourth, fifth at worst. And he went a lot later than that. So um, I don't mind it. I hear it. You know, what I wrote down uh, when I read a bunch of stuff is uh, great motor but didn't always translate to production. Okay. So, I mean, get Which a guy with a good a motor in the seven.
1: Hard. He's a try-hard.
0: Yeah, he's basically, like you were saying earlier, Like as soon as Dale Hunter gets old and starts losing some of his talent, like Willicies will take the job and never give it back, right? No, no, <laughs>
1: because that's for DJ
0: Wanham. Oh, right, my bad, okay. okay. Well, yeah, DJ Wanham. <laughs> um, okay, but Willicies, I think we both like that pick. I mean, I was excited for you.
1: Yep, and then... And uh, it, it,
0: was nice to to pick a guy that I did watch his YouTube highlights of and knew something of him, unlike Josh Metellus and uh, I I can't even remember the other guy that round. Oh, that Brandel guy. Hello? Great. Ryan totally jacked up his computer, so I'll just carry on without him. Complete clown. Uh, So in the seventh, we take Nate Stanley, uh, Big Ten, Iowa corner, corner, quarterback, um i used i take him a few times at the end of the uh end of the seven round mock draft uh he's he's got uh he's he's terrible under pressure so he's actually kind of like a like a poor man's Kirk cousins i'm just watching ryan struggle to get his system back up i don't think he can hear me i mean i think he can hear me he just i can't hear him because he clearly bumped his fucking computer like an idiot uh he's been he's been moving a lot around a lot today like he's been taking his headset off he, he he's you know it's just too many movements it's very frustrating watching this clown Nate hey, I hear him mike I hear him there we go he's back yeah, okay all right, well, like the people want to know how do you feel about Nate Stanley <laughs> Okay, okay, all right, well. Mm -hmm. That seems aggressive to just be so mad about a Hawkeye. I mean, why are you now humming in the mic? Ah, You are just really causing problems today. Uh, (laughs) uh, Nate Stanley, I don't know, I had him as a fifth-round value, so I mean, I love it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's it, it put him in this system cuz here's his problem. He he's right. Yep, those are two. Who does that, who does that remind you of? Yeah, well that's what he has. Under pressure, he collapses. Like he's f- terrible. But he can run that, you know, give him he's got enough mobility to run the bootleg, but he can't really do much more than that. But he's got I mean, like he has NFL size, 6'4" Like, if he, if he can come in and run our offense and, like, you got a you scheme for him. He's, you know, he's a good West Coast, not West Coast, but, like, the zone scheme fit we have. I feel like he'll work. He could be, you know, he could really become a mediocre backup. He, he could really be, you know, if all things come together, he could be Sean Mannion. So, think about that, Ryan. <laughs> he might not we've got all all stars across the board i mean i don't hate the pick i i don't mind it nate stanley um again like if if all things great he could maybe spot start a couple times down the road and not have to adjust your entire offense i feel like he matches kirk's uh i don't know weaknesses well so it's like oh wait another quarterback that also crumbles under pressure okay we know how to handle this run a bootleg run him away from pressure uh so that brings us to did you lose Mike again? Yeah, I think he did. What do you mean? So you're not being recorded right now? Why do you keep clicking buttons? <laughs> if you're only hearing my side of the conversation because Ryan broke his side. Did you... Uh, do, wait, so we lost this whole podcast? Oh, well, how... When did it stop recording you? Oh, we're at 128 right now. Three minutes. So it's probably when you fucked that thing up.
1: Okay, so just three minutes.
0: But. No, it'll just be yeah, me for no, the last good. five minutes. But now,
1: when you, you know, cross it all, it's going to be screwed up. No, but it's. No, but like my thing is just picking up where I left off.
0: You're so an idiot. Like, Let me just finish I the last two picks. While you, I don't, are you recording again is what you're saying? You're going to have to
1: deal, dick around with this, I think.
0: Oh, so people can. Are you going to send me two audio files? Yeah,
1: I'm recording again now.
0: You might, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Well, you you can keep talking. I mean, no, it's I don't just going to be we'll one, one. Anyways, one, two, it's four, Brian five, Cole, Mississippi so State. We've got phone another phone Mississippi State guy. guy. They list him as an outside linebacker. Is that correct? I saw safety too, so I don't know. I guess he can maybe play a little bit of both safety, linebacker, and safety. then the final pick was Kyle Hinton Washburn, uh, listed as a center. I'm on Wikipedia. I don't know center guard. I assume uh, no idea who this guy was. I don't even know Washburn is. Washburn, what is that? Yeah. So, uh, but I did see his athletic score. Besides being like undersized, super athletic. So if this is like a late round Kubiak poll. You know, you get late round guys in the, uh, uh, in the system, and they sometimes pan out because they're just super athletic. And then I will want to add one more guy as I'm just kind of finishing this because Ryan broke his end. Uh, Quaz Watkins, I believe. Is that, is that who? Who's the guy, the, the UDFA we got that's the speedster? Yeah, didn't we get him? I thought you were excited about it.
1: Was it Quaz?
0: Courtney Davis, that's who it was. Okay, we like that guy. though. he was one that we thought, like a lot of people thought, oh, would be drafted. Courtney Davis. So uh, good pickup in the UDFA's. I'm gonna say our seventh round. Also, people bitching that we draft too many seventh rounders. We only added, I'm pretty sure, one seventh rounder this whole this whole draft, and everyone's like, he's just gonna get thirty seventh rounders. We started with three, we ended with four. Like, I just, it's just funny that people just constantly, yeah, we had three going in and we ended Sounds with four. Fun. Going in, we added a fourth. We added two fourths, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh, and we lost our third. So great job, and we had two future picks. So overall, great. Slick Rick at it again. I'll say A plus, A plus all around. Great draft. Best Slick draft Rick ever. at it again. Uh, maybe yeah. I'll go. I'll, I'm gonna go A because some of the later round guys weren't as fun. I didn't know who they were. You know, some of yep. them were just kind of. I'm sure that it, they'll be as bad as the guys I liked, but they weren't the guys I liked. Slickerix Mona Lisa. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Hopefully, yeah, this ending the, isn't all uh, broken and just Rick's me talking. We'll see. But uh, we'll see you next week. Yep, see you
1: guys.